In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Nowadays, something really weird happens when people do something nice for us. When someone does a favor for us or does something nice, there's something really strange that happens. Once that happens, it's almost as if it's instinctual where we think there's a catch, right? In society, that's like a very normal thing where, okay, someone does something good for us. Okay, but what's the catch? What does this person want? Is this person going to throw it in my face later on down the line? Is this person going to expect something from me? This person can't seriously uh, do something nice for me. And I think one of the reasons why is because there's trust problems around the world. And there's trust problems around human beings when we interact with each other. And I think that's one of the reasons why that sort of mentality develops when uh, you know, anyone that we encounter wants to do something good, we always say, okay, what's the catch? Why is this person doing something nice for me? It's no longer that we can just do something nice or do a favor for someone without them thinking there's a catch to it. And why am I talking about this when Easter is such a joyous time? Easter is a time of hope. Easter is a time that, you know, we all gather with family, have a good time. Uh, but then there is still this really deep wound within humanity where we have trust problems with a lot of people we're around uh, and sometimes, you know, even the closest people to us. Something that sort of correlates with this problem in humanity is what we saw in this gospel today. So it's really in interesting. Out of every account uh, in the gospel, the Chaldean church uses this account. The focal point of this gospel that I read today, if you haven't noticed, it's Mary Magdalene. She's a focal point. John, St. John, the author of this gospel, he wants us to look at Mary Magdalene. He wants us to see the resurrection hand in hand with Mary Magdalene and who she was. So if you don't, if you don't know who she was, Mary Magdalene, she was very faithful to Christ, but not her entire life. She had a lot of, she lived in a lot of dark places. She was a sinner that a lot of people knew in the town. She had a lot of wounds. She had a lot of scars. But yet, she's a focal point of this gospel today. And you guys saw at the end, Mary visits the empty tomb. She goes and tells the disciples what happened. And then you see this dialogue with her and Jesus. At first, she doesn't recognize who, she, who he is. She thinks he's a gardener. But then he calls her by your name. He says to her, Mary. And that's immediately when she knew it was Jesus. She knew it was him. Because there was a personal connection between Mary and Jesus. She heard that voice that wasn't foreign to her. She understood that voice, and that's what caused her to recognize him. But here's the thing. Jesus knows all of us, right? He knows all of us by name. So whether we like it or not, Jesus knows who we are, he knows us by name, and he'll call us by name. I mean, that's a really fundamental principle that I don't think anyone will, will object to. But there's a second part to that. He calls her Mary, she knows who he is, but then she responds by saying Rabboni, which means teacher. I don't know, you guys have probably heard, uh, probably your parents call priest Rabbi. That's something that was, uh, that people in the villages typically would call priests, but they would, you know, call them Rabbi. They wouldn't really use the word Abuna, but in any case, she is showing that she also knew Jesus on a personal level. But she didn't just know him as some person that she knew around town. She knew him as teacher. And 
She, brothers and sisters, Mary Magdalene, she had trust issues with a lot of people too. She was cast out by society because of her sins. She was pushed away. But the person that accepted her and the person that forgave her of her sins and had mercy on her is Christ. And I think that's one of the reasons why during this Easter, it shouldn't be just another Easter where, you know, you guys are probably going to go to your family's house or something or whatever tradition you guys have or maybe tomorrow. Um, but regardless of whatever you guys do, don't let this just be an ordinary Easter. Let this be extraordinary. And the reason why I say that is because something important is happening here. And that is Mary is showing us that Jesus was her teacher because Jesus stood by her when no one else did. Jesus gave her fulfillment when no one paid attention to her. Jesus walked with Mary Magdalene when she was abandoned. Jesus cared for her when other people slandered and gossiped about her. And we all are in need of a teacher like Christ. So we know that Christ knows us, but how well do we know him? And if we do know him, okay, maybe we, th we know he exists, and then what? That doesn't really give depth to what the resurrection is. What gives depth to Jesus rising from the dead is knowing why he did it. And the reason why he did it is to give us fulfillment in our lives and not let us live um, in loneliness. So brothers and sisters, let us open our hearts to Christ. Let us open our hearts like Mary Magdalene did so that Jesus could enter into our hearts and give us that fulfillment we need. And even though, like I said in the beginning, it's probably hard to trust people nowadays, and we're probably always um, not wanting to be vulnerable in front of people, Christ wants us to be vulnerable in front of him, especially in this Easter. Let our hearts be open to his grace. Let our hearts be opened to his resurrected body, blood, soul, and divinity, especially when we receive uh, Qurbana today. Amen.